As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. NBA Finals Game 4 live reaction. The Denver Nuggets win this game. Almost the exact same score, Keith. Game 3, 108-95. I'm Dave DeFord, joined by Keith Parrish. And Keith, the Nuggets stars Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown combined for 48 points to fight off an epic fourth quarter finals performance from Scott Foster to win this game for the Denver Nuggets. Man, how good was Aaron Gordon in this game? Aaron Gordon was so good. Um, Yeah, Scott Foster did call Jokic for his fifth foul. You're not going to get that call overturned. I think most fans find it unsavory. A couple things. We find it unsavory when the players flop, and that gets a guy in foul trouble. We also kind of question still when Scott Foster does it, because there's so many questionable storylines about, oh, the man's called the extender, for goodness sakes, for extending playoff series. So when Jokic went to the bench with that fifth foul in the fourth quarter, on the flop, we were like, oh, come on. But we can talk about the ball, and we can talk about Aaron Gordon. When Jokic went to the bench, the Nuggets took care of business, but the whole game, Aaron Gordon was dominant. Aaron Gordon showing up. This is the dream when they traded for Aaron Gordon. You know, like they had that brief stretch, you know, a couple years ago before like injuries hit the team, but like this was it. When, and when a night when like Jokic, I mean, he's amazing. Jokic, even with the, the steals, the blocks, the f- four kickballs, Dave? The man <laughs> had four kickballs. I know it's I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if it's a good or bad step, but it was amazing. Oh, but like Jokic, that's a that's an out of bounds deflection to me. Yeah. You reset uh, the offense. Jokic was not like at peak Jokic powers, you know? Like it wasn't like a 17 for 22 from the field or like a 30 20 10 game he had last game. Like this, I mean, this whole game was a battle. It was a rock fight. And Aaron Gordon was the one who was throwing the biggest stones. I don't know if that. <laughs> the proper I mean, way to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, let, it fly. Fly. we'll, we'll yeah. let it fly. I like right. it. I like it. Um, you know, Aaron Gordon, 27 points, three or four from three, 11 or 15 from the field. 
Um, his defense in this game was great. Had a couple of steals, but just overall, just a big body. Played big like he did in game one where, you know, he had he got off to such a hot start in this series, the first quarter of game one. I thought he got back to some of the stuff that really was working for him. And, you know, when he plays with Jokic, Jokic is always going to find him with an, uh, an insane lob or two. But Aaron Gordon doesn't get enough credit for some of these acrobatic finishes. He caught a ball running away from the rim. Uh, on a lob from Jokic and, and looks over his shoulder and puts it in the basket. And, you know, like what a, what a cheat code to have. If you're Nikola Jokic, a guy who essentially has hands like a wide receiver, uh, but also like this crazy body control, which we know of from the dunk contest, but it actually is applicable to the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the passes, we, we give Jokic so much credit because he is a phenomenal passer, but much like an NFL quarterback has learned Tom Brady learned, Hey, uh, Gronkowski is going to catch us every time. Or like Travis Kelsey is going to catch everyone when he sees like a Caleb Martin guarding Aaron Gordon and Caleb Martin's a fine defender, but he just throws it knowing it's like a jump ball, but my guy's going to catch it. And there was a time where, where in the fourth quarter where Jamal Murray just lobbed it up. It was like a lollipop of a pass. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it wasn't accurate. Who cares? Aaron Gordon is going to catch that. And, and they, they trust him. But even beyond the plays where he finished off these, these lobs and these great catches in the paint, the jump shot going down. I mean, I honestly, I questioned a couple times that Bam was just letting him shoot. Like, I know if you're picking your poison, you're like, all right, we'll live with Aaron Gordon three-pointers. But if Aaron Gordon's standing stationary in the corner, go guard him. Like yeah, I, that, 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 that was confusing to me. But, but beyond that, you had other moments when there'd be a smaller guy on him, maybe a Duncan Robinson or even Kyle Lowry. And Aaron Gordon's like, I'm feeling it today. I'm, I'm going to drive. I'm going to beat a guy off the dribble. Back when I was on the Magic, I was kind of trying to do this all the time, scoring with the ball in my hands. I can do it. And Aaron Gordon's a good passer. So this is just an, a phenomenal performance for Aaron, from Aaron Gordon and because of that you don't need the heroics from Jokic you don't need the superhuman Jamal Murray game maybe you need the Bruce Brown game but yeah Aaron Gordon with, with just the absolute fantastic uh swing performance I think in this game four well it's underrated to have six guys who are like finals ready in the finals I mean and Bruce Brown's one of those guys I, I think you got to count him as that 21 points off the bench. And then the thing is, like, we, we've we known him for his defense, but his offense in the playoffs has really overshadowed his defense. I thought his defense in this game was big, which is the story of game three and game four for the Denver Nuggets. And the big difference, Keith, is that they are actually defending on the perimeter. Eight of 25 from three for the Miami Heat. After all those wide-open walk-up threes that we watched the Miami Heat get for the first 10 quarters of this final series – the Denver Nuggets have kind of turned the water off. I mean, I do want to give the Nuggets credit on defense. This is consecutive games, games three and four on the road. They held Miami under 100 points. But also, like, Miami needs to hit three-pointers, you know? <laughs> like, I thought after game three, all right, well, the the Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, they're not going to be that poor again. Whoops. Like, those guys aren't making shots. Max Struess... He's only made a shot in two quarters this series. I mean, he was he was scoreless in this game, and uh, Gabe Vincent didn't have it. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, a lot of good that I think Denver did, but like you know, I don't I don't know where to draw the line of good Nuggets defense against these Heat guys who'd been 
so good for so long. They're just not making, they're not making three pointers. And when they're not making three pointers, you see the offense totally bogged down and it can't just be all one-on-one Jimmy Butler. It can't just all be Kyle Lowry. Like Kyle Lowry played like a rugged, uh, you know, heroic performance for him. He played well, even Bam played well, but offensively, it's become such a struggle, but also like the story of the Nuggets, the story of the Nuggets this season, the entire postseason is no one can stop our offense. And Miami had a little bit of success stopping the offense, but basically Miami's game two win was Miami's offense was amazing and it actually overcame uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, I can't get over this. I mean, um, I- I'm going back to Bruce Brown now. I can't get over the fourth quarter um, from Bruce Brown. Like, yes, he's been great all playoffs and like I'm, I've been enamored with him for years, like most, you know, NBA podcasters. We, we latch on to guys We're like that's the kind of guy I like. But like I did not envision Bruce Brown making above the break three pointers in the finals. You know, like that isn't what I I was like. Oh, he's a good passer, a great defender, savvy player. He fits in the Nets were like, oh, can we really have him and Ben Simmons? We don't want to have two non shooters. Uh, maybe we won't resign him. Like, you know, you said it's good to have guys who are finals proven. We didn't know Bruce Brown was finals proven. Even us who were like big fans of him. Uh, NBA GMs did not know he was finals proven because he signed for nothing in the offseason. Like he's a one of the best bargain contracts of the whole summer. And like he absolutely turned it on. He scored all those points that uh, Christian Brown scored in game three, like finishing with 21 points. I mean, maybe we're, maybe Dave weren't two in the weeds. We should maybe. probably praise Jokic and Jamal Murray more. Well, we'll get there. Because we'll they, they, I mean, they're, they're the on guys. the list. They, well, okay. they're lower okay. down on the list, though. I mean, right. and, and so we talked about Miami's lack of shooting. And on the converse, the Denver Nuggets finally hit some shots. Hey, finally what do you know? Some shots. Recipe for success is to make your threes, have your opponent miss 14 of 28 from three. Um, the one guy who still not able to get it going, Michael Porter Jr., 11 points in this game, 0 for 3 from three. Thing is, man. Still had a decent game. Uh, like, he is not getting run off the court defensively. He's taking good shots. But, man, he cannot buy a shot. And uh, early on in this game, you could see they were being aggressive, trying to get him looks. Uh, just didn't work out for him. But uh, let's go to Jokic and Murray. Um, Miami starts this game out. Their defense is so much tighter. They're playing Jamal Murray. I mean, they're just staying attached to his hip on the pick and roll. They're, they're sending two to the ball. And but immediately recovering to Jokic in a way that they hadn't done the entire series. And that allowed Aaron Gordon to have this huge game. But this is the beauty of what the Nuggets do. The ball is going to find the open guy. And and whether the ball goes in or not, you maybe can't control it. But the open guy is always going to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, I know you wanted to get get away from the or get back to the bigger guys in Jamal and, <laughs> got some stats. and Jokic. No, it's just the fact, the fact that like they know they're struggling. Michael Porter Jr. is aware his shot's not going in. His effort is there. He's playing hard. But I give credit to to Michael Malone for being like, uh, nope, not playing Michael Porter Jr. anymore. Bruce Brown's playing great. And they they close with this lineup where it's KCP and, and Bruce Brown on the wing, on the perimeter, alongside Gordon and Jokic. And even Jokic wasn't out there. I mean, Jokic, uh, they had Jeff Green out there because Jokic had the foul trouble. So, like, credit to Mike Malone for being able to turn away from uh, Michael Porter Jr. Also, like KCP hit that big shot at the end. Maybe that would be, it was a dagger. Like the game was basically over, but it, it was 
maybe that's going to help him he needed too. That. KCP needed that one to go down. He has missed too many of the, especially the transition oh. above the break threes. He's just been the four, awful. Dave, the four Air on two corner three. There I was mean, a four on two fast break with the, in the third quarter, the nuggets, they got it by 12 or so mm-hmm. they were up by 10 and they had this fast break and it's like a four on two and it goes to KCP on like a trailer, uh, you know, above the break three. And I'm like, oh, come on, just four on two, just get a layup. And this was part of Miami getting back into it, cutting it down to six. And yeah, they needed to see that happen. But I guess it, it still all does start and stop with Jokic and Jamal Murray. That they, they keep running just like the two-man game between those guys. Miami switched up their defense a lot. I mean, the Miami played great defense. They, they turned away from their zone after getting carved up in game three, a lot more man. And like, again, First half, it was tight. It was neither team could get ahead, um, you know, um, stuck in the mud, if you will, as far as the uh, low scoring. It was 21 to 20 after the first quarter. So, like, I had some hope, like, will we get one team finishing well, I was the hoping 91, oh, 89. I love an, an 87, 83. Just give me one of those. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, Miami played well, but it's just, it's one of those things where the more the possessions accrue, um, the more the better team separates, the more the cream rises. And it's just Denver's ability to have multiple guys who can step up and always knowing even when like Jamal is not scintillating like he's been in other games, they do know they're going to generate good looks just going to Jokic and Jamal back and forth and back and forth. And so like those guys can carry such a huge burden creating for others, generating those good looks. And it's really tough. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, I mean, it's just you just look at the half court offense difference in this game. Denver at a 118.8 and 92.7 offensive rating for the Miami Heat. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, it's hard when you can't score in the half court. And again, Denver's defense, you know, you give them a lot of credit. Also, Nikola Jokic, every single game, it feels like we're adding some new superlative, whether it's uh, something that hasn't been done since Will Chamberlain, something that's never been done before ever. Well, once again, Nikola Jokic making history, the first player in NBA history. By the way, shout out to the athletic social team for this one. 500 points, 250 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single postseason. Now, a couple things here, Keith. Number one, those are big numbers. Number two, huge. those are totals which is what we ought to be counting anyway. (laughs) Kudos to the Athletic for that one. And kudos to Jokic for just absolutely... I mean, look, we use the term video game numbers quite often these days. Uh, Nikola Jokic really is like one of those uh, 2K my player guys where you're like, all right, I'm going to have an 88-point triple-double. 
every game. Only he <laughs> like does the realistic version of that. I mean, even in this game, look, he only finishes up with four assists. Uh, should point out that Jamal Murray had 12, which again goes back to the ball is going to find someone open no matter who has it. Uh, but he only had four assists in this game. So he gets yeah. held from a triple-double, but he's had more triple-doubles in the playoffs than not. And this yeah. guy is just on an incredible run. And, and, you know, I got a little worried there, Keith. I'm not going to lie. When, when he picked up the fifth foul and he went out, all I could think of was, oh, man, if Murray goes off here, Jokic is lo- losing the finals MVP. No. In, in, in this quarter. No. And then we were going to spend the whole year talking about how Jokic has to win a finals MVP to be respected. But – no, we were saved because Jamal Murray just kept passing the ball. Well, Jamal Murray, he's he's gotten 10 or more assists in each of these four finals games. And at some point, we got to write a book or essay or a podcast series on playoff Jamal Murray. Just the extra gear he has that no one else has. I mean, a lot of, a lot of increased playoff scoring. You're like, oh, minutes go up. But also a lot of guys in the playoffs, like their stats get worse their percentages get worse. And so Jamal Murray, just like he does what, whatever is needed. And certainly there's some symbiotic relationship between him, him and Jokic, but like the times that Jokic goes to the bench, it's like, well, it's Jamal's team. And he looked to me, he looked exhausted. I mean, maybe as I watch it on the couch with my milkshake, uh, everything looks exhausting to me with the effort they're putting out there. But like, he was able to at least come up with that one one huge three-point in the fourth quarter. And like the fact that Miami wasn't able to cut into it anymore when Jokic went to the bench. Um, I mean, obviously that that that's the game right there. But yeah, Jamal Murray, I mean, absolute gamer and just putting up wild stats. And I and in looking at like the history of the finals to be like, none of these other past first point guards ever did this. Like, like got first guy since Magic Johnson is just incredible, man. Like, yeah. That's what it, this is what I'm talking about with these two guys, especially and, and more Jokic than Murray. But I think Murray kind of we overlook him a little bit because Jokic, it, we like we already view Jokic as an all time great, like a yeah. legitimate all time great. Like this guy is, you know, top 15 all time when it's all said and done, maybe top sure. 10, you know, like yeah. we don't know yet. Uh, and Murray gets overlooked. But with these guys, like every single night, whether it's a, some sort of a cumulative stat that we've come up with. Whether yeah. it's just in game, you know, together in game separately, they're just doing stuff that we we haven't seen before. This yeah. generation hasn't seen before, and you know, we can't even blame it on inflation uh, of statistics <laughs> because other people aren't doing these things. I mean, these guys are just well, maybe on a there's whole some run right now. I mean, maybe it's just the way a lot of NBA basketball is more, is it heliocentric where it does run through more like the same guys more frequently? Cause that's, that's part of me where I'm like trying to just comprehend how they both got 30 point triple doubles in game three where I'm like, are they just, for me, that's video game stuff where I'm like, I'm only shooting with two guys. You know, <laughs> well, whatever. they were shooting with other people, but those they were. The but like, oh, I got to pass. That's part of the problem. Maybe right? Aaron like, Gordon was, was hogging the stats too much this game because he picked up six assists to go with his six rebounds. Maybe share some of those stats, Aaron. <laughs> you got to feed the big fellow, even when yeah. it comes to stats. Um, looking ahead to game five, just, you know, if you're Miami, um, you know, you were hoping for another Gabe Vincent game. He had two points. You were hoping maybe Max Struess breaks out of it. He had zero. Yeah. Cody Zeller is very much not the answer. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It I, seemed like they were playing a little more smaller on this yes, in this four game. Four minutes for Cody Zeller. And that and didn't really work out for him. Um, well, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, if I'm if I'm Eric Spolstra and I'm looking down the uh, the bench. Like, uh, uh, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, is is it Highsmith's turn? Give him another shot again. Like, I don't. I mean. I, the Nuggets, like we said, they have six guys or seven yeah. guys. You know, like they try some, they try some people out. They're not, they're not messing around. They're not, you know, they know who they are. And like Miami's gonna have to have something else show up. Yeah. Like their their role players or their their non Jimmy and Bam guys got to do it. Like you know, the Nuggets are cool with Bam shooting an eight footer. Like they, every single game, they're like, that's oh, fine. You know, like you, and, let me ask you a question, Keith. Yeah. You're Eric Spolstra. Okay. No. You're the greatest coach in the planet. Greatest, the coach, greatest coach on the active planet. coach. Yeah, sure. Okay. No, I mean, maybe ever. Okay. 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 Best coach at the best time. Okay. okay. Like it's the hardest to coach now. I'm kind of a Chuck Daly man, but keep going. All right. Okay. Chuck, good coach, but you're, you're Eric Spolstra. Yeah. You played Kyle Lowry 33 minutes. You, you went away from Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Yeah. Caleb Martin's not been giving you much, but he's giving you more than those guys. Do you go ahead and start Kyle Lowry? All right, let me think about it. Because it's I, not about your defense. Because I you're haven't not so, stopping. Here's the thing. You're not stopping the Nuggets no matter what. Yeah. You just aren't. Your problem, if you're Miami, is about scoring the basketball. You win or lose on the yeah. offensive end. Well, that's the tough the Nuggets the are going to get theirs. We're like, I like I watch this game, and I'm just like, Max Struess is unplayable. And like, I know, but I know they, they have to have him score. It's like if they don't play him, they don't have anyone who can do the things he does. Unfortunately, he's not doing the things he does. So I'm like, I don't like what do you do with that guy? Like, I would be like, all right, maybe I don't play Max Struess at all. Can I do can I do Gabe and Kyle together a lot? Like how like are we going to get super weird? Yeah, I don't I don't know. You're going to give um, up some a little bit of size. I gave guess, and, but you know, you like, I feel something. like Vincent Lowry with, with Caleb Martin and Jimmy and bam, i maybe I would just try to just spam that five man. I don't know what its success was in the regular season or the postseason, but like I'm losing faith. And, uh, in these, like, like we're now it's backs against the wall. Like I would lean offense done. here. I would lean yeah. offense. Okay. I would go Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson. Okay. With bam and Jimmy just to start the game. And yeah. I would just say, look, we are going to, you know, you know, Kyle can get you going, get you going fast, and and he can hit open threes. All right, like he doesn't want to take them, but he can hit them when it, when they're yeah. open. And, and you know, maybe you're starting Gabe Benson instead of Kyle Lowry, but I think you got to lean offense just right off the bat. You got to come out throwing haymakers, going up against the Nuggets in Denver. I mean, it's like the toughest place in the league to win. It is statistically the toughest place for a road team to win. Uh, I think you just got to. We're throwing the kitchen sink at it. And in this instance, it's here's our best options of making threes and, and having a functional offense. Uh, I think you're going to just have to do it. It's desperation time. 3 1. It's all, I mean, the series is over. The, what do you have to lose? It, the series feels over, Dave. Well, this show is over. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining us over on YouTube. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore, and this has been the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Big thing.